is your host, James Jordan. And Michael Wallace. Coming at you for another edition of the Wide World of Motorsports podcast, recorded for the week of July 17th, 2022. And this is the fifth season and the 21st episode. 21. 21. Do you know any great, what get, name me a great <laughs> 21, like a great <laughs> driver that drove 21. Oh man, you're putting me on the spot here because there's so many. Ricky Rudd. You think of the Woods. That's the first thing yeah, that I think. Wood, Wood Brothers, right? Wood Brothers. Um, I can't, it's really hard in other racing because a, a lot of time, Sometimes their numbers Maddie, were determined Maddie by <laughs> Matt, Maddie, yeah, Maddie D, yeah, no, Trevor Bain. Anyways, Terry T- Tiny Lund couldn't forget that. Kale Yarbrough, oh, there you go, Donnie Allison, yeah, AJ Foyt, I mean, David Pearson, Neil Bonnet, Radiance, Buddy AJ Baker, Foyt and David Pearson, Kyle up. Petty. Dale Jarrett, <laughs> Morgan Shea, just kisses stop. Michael Waltrip. Wow. Ricky Rudd. <laughs> what a popular number. Um, but yeah, we're all over. We're all over the net, right? We're all over the FM. Yeah, the airwaves. Uh, a little known station or a big known station. I probably said that backwards. CKMS one hundred two point seven Radio Waterloo. Uh, we're out east CFM H 107.3 local FM uh, every Saturday at 1 o'clock and Performance Motorsports Network app bunch of stuff on there other podcasts other content check them out, check us out on there so that's pretty cool Uh, we go from the airwaves to the, the fiber optic waves <laughs> so to say. pulses how does it move through the fiber optic oh man maybe you're asking you're not asking the right person for that but it's on your favorite streaming service spotify google apple and a bunch of others that are great <laughs> that <laughs> i can't name uh, no um deep, deep. that's a good problem to have i think probably anyway and of course, we have great time on the iRacing stuff on the YouTube as well. The Wide World of Motorsports on YouTube. Good times on there. Join us if you're on the iRacing. Love to race with you, stream with you on the uh, the interwebs there. On the old webs. On the old webs. And of course, www.thewideworldofmotorsportspodcast.wordpress.com. All the past episodes, we got lots of great stuff. And of course, awesome stuff coming on the way. So check it out and uh, on our Facebook Instagram Twitter at the WWOMS the old Soch some reels on the Insta you gotta go on the gram you gotta we've grammed some stuff actually on the gram. this past weekend at the Honda Indy it's fantastic yeah that was good they they translated good to reels which I've learned from you so that's good but yeah um, that's a good way to doubt. get yeah yeah man and it's cool it's cool to be there on a multimedia kind of level taking some shots getting some interviews 
you know, uh, write, writing some stuff down to be able to talk here on the podcast. So lots of, lots of different uh, angles <laughs> for us. Yeah, and for lots the of different racing. You got lots of different speed. racing. I, I wish I could cover Obviously, it all. Obviously, we're talking about, yeah, we're talking about you being at the Honda Indy this past weekend from the time we're recording. And on Fan Friday, you got, you know, which I, I wow. think would yeah, say Friday, was yeah. leading up to what was going to be good racing all weekend with the Pinties. Uh, what was the atmosphere like for oh. them, you know, being back in Toronto for the first time oh. in two years? And, you know, it's good that it obviously it made sense because I'm there and it's a very young crowd, diverse crowd. And I was amazed, especially with the young people there. And, um, did it seem open to? Did the city very seem open. open to racing? Because well, cities sometimes seem to be like they don't want that. You know, it as tends to be as a wannabe Toronto man, so I'll tell you, the locals, yeah. the it, it's a real. It, it was already a pain because there's a lot of stuff closed in Toronto anyway for to for congestion stuff. They wanted to experiment with some stuff in the city, so it was already hectic to add on to right. closing the Lake Shore every year. And that's already enough of something that the locals. There's a lot of locals that like it. There's also plenty that will tell you that uh, it's it's hectic in daily life. But with a temporary road course, that's got to be kind of expected. I, but I could tell a lot of people loved it because, um, you know, I'm sure a lot of people come from around the world and a lot of people come from the states and whatnot. But I noticed, it, it, yeah, there was people just going out there to hang out, there, like people who live. Like this is hey, let's go hang out here. Let's go check it out. Um, That's cool. There was also some local food vendors there as well, so a bit of a local vibe there as well. And yeah, no doubt, um, new eyes were on the sport for the NASCAR Pinty Series. And seems like it. There was, That's, I got that vibe. From, oh yeah, from just the presence on the the way people were watching it. We're watching the Pinty series. And I think, yeah. I think because of of the the announcement that came of the Toronto of the Chicago Street Circuit, that there was a lot of eyes on this race uh, as absolutely. a NASCAR event on streets, right? <clears throat> yeah, and not only that, with with the just not aside from it being such a big event in Toronto and for Canadian motorsports, but just the season that. It's already been kind of in the NASCAR Pinty series with the great racing we've been seeing, and also with uh, a couple of different drivers in the mix. There had great runs in the uh, the qualifying practice. Uh, Andrew Ranger, Mark Antoine Camerand, um, a yep. couple other drivers too. Uh, just Peter Clute, uh He's also up there in the championship standing, so he's he ran well as well. Um, you mean Gary? Gary, yeah, sorry, Gary Clute. I did that. <laughs> Gary Clute. Um, and, and so, also uh, other mentioners, uh, Alex Gannett up there, as well as uh, Mark Antoine Cameron marching back into the top 10. So, there was some good hard racing all around. Slip slidey, you know, in certain turns. They're racing on concrete, they're racing on um, asphalt, they're racing on epoxy. They're racing on, you know, over the speed limit on Lakeshore. I mean, you know, these guys mm -hmm. are, these guys are tight, tight racing. They in were these hauling. Cars. 
but good racing. They were hauling butt. But, yeah, it was good. And it makes it's kind of like it's like wow, they actually race good on a temporary road course, and uh, especially you know in a car in a track that's more built for open wheel racing. It it's fun and the drivers like it. They you know it seems to be well received and. Um, we saw a great race with Kevin Lacroix just putting on a clinic, showing how racing yeah. works. I mean, there was a couple of yellows during the race, but it wasn't too bad. Uh, we, you know, we, we, we saw, unfortunately, a lot of yellow laps that fans were able to see. Um, but, the, you know, that's just part of racing. And um, no matter what, though, um, just Ranger LP could not make up on the Speedy 74. And he had. He's really we talked, in we talked to Kevin, and also in the press conference, he knew Ranger was behind him, uh, but he also mm-hmm. knew he was, you know, he had, he had the stuff to be ahead of him. And we actually had a few minutes with Kevin, which was really awesome. Yeah, you got to speak with him after the race, right? Yeah, and we we spoke with him. We touched base on a few different things. Uh, the race. You know, what's what's it like going to be in the upcoming part of the West Coast swing in the NASCAR Pitti Series season, and his sights on the twenty two championship and and then some as well. So uh, again, nice. thanks for Kevin for giving us some time on the show. Yeah, and, thanks, Kevin. Uh, we I, I was becoming able, a season regular. Yeah, and and on the wombs. Yeah, it, it, I think he's going to be even more um, on the show, and we're we're here an awesome. Uh, interview with him in the convention center out of all places. Nice. That's uh, awesome. Kevin LaCroix here on The Wombs. And we're right here in the convention center here at uh, downtown Toronto and we're here with the winner of the NASCAR Pinty Series Toronto Grand Prix, Kevin LaCroix here. Uh, you you had a solid race. Now let's let's go back a little bit here. It's been a couple of years since you guys have been here. Uh, what is it like being back here in Toronto? Hi, uh, it's nice. Uh, you know the atmosphere. Uh, I know if it was, uh, you know, I was scared a little bit Friday. I thought people were going to work, uh, not many people, but uh, it was packed, so yeah. it was exciting. I was uh, in the car and watching it, and I was glad uh, to see that. You know, right. being back in Toronto, and, uh, and also it's a nice track. It's. Uh, it's one of those tracks where I'm not very comfortable, so it's challenging. And having a win here, uh, being challenged by a track like this is nice. Right, yeah, there's nothing wrong with a little bit of challenge. And, and hey, today you were able to bring some new eyes onto the sport and you put a little bit of a show on. Um, so your, your setup, let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, was the car better in the technical parts of the track? Were you better on the straightaways? Where were you noticing some differences? Well, uh, you know, having not many laps in practice, we didn't do, and also practice serving as qualifying, kind of do a major changes. So it's kind of, you know, we were lucky or unlucky uh, to, uh, you know, having landing on the right setup. It's uh, so it was a little bit stressful about this, and I didn't have the, the best qualifying run, so I was a little bit stressed. But I think uh, the slower the corner were, I think I was uh, better. But uh, you know, I again, I don't see behind me very well, so uh, that's that's my feeling. But car-wise, and also uh, in the straight. I think uh, the last time we came here, I struggled in the straight, not much power, and okay. I I know what it feels like to have uh, feel like uh, powerless, or I don't know how to say that, but uh, feel like you don't have uh, much power. And sure. today, uh, we were glad we did, the, you know, the team did their own works, and we good. we got here with a good engine. I, I thought I, 
I got a better engine than uh, got a power, better power than Andrew, so that that helped for sure. Yeah, yeah, you, you had Andrew. Uh, you you're saying uh, in the victory circle there. You're saying it. Uh, you didn't see him much, but you knew he was there. Yeah, well, in in our cars we don't have uh, like super good mirrors like a street car, so uh, we don't see very well. But I, we see the shadow in the mirror, and he, the shadow was quite big. So I knew he was there, but uh, I didn't know exactly how close. But I knew he was, uh, you know, he was able to give a bumper if if he wanted. It was hot out there today. What was it like in the car? Uh, it was hot, but there's a big straight, so we get some winds, and uh, you know, it's uh, uh, some other tracks like GP3R where it's uh, slow and uh, very tight. We don't, we feel the heat much more, even though. Uh, you know, it was very hot today, but it was was good. Right. Um, look, real quick, what do you rather uh, for a street course uh, out of all the ones that you've raced at? Do you like Honda, uh, Toronto, uh, or do you prefer the uh, GP3? As a street course? Well, track-wise, I think uh, I like uh, Toronto better, uh, for sure. You know, we say... I say that uh, there, I have a better uh, atmosphere in GP3R, but it's right. not really true. Maybe not true for everybody, but uh, for us, we we have a bunch of friends coming. You know, sponsors. Uh, last time we had uh, 400 uh, uh, people that we invite. I don't know. Uh, so 400 people uh, with our T-shirts in the team, and uh, so you know that's good atmosphere. So for sure, for for me, being from Quebec, uh, the GP3R is uh, a little bit better. But I think uh, track-wise, uh, Toronto is good. So we, uh, you, you've shown yourself uh, really well on the road courses this season, and now we're going back out west. Uh, been a couple years too for that. Uh, what's your mindset going into the West Coast swing? Uh, well, we always struggled a little bit in Saskatoon. Uh, you know, the, the, I think at one time I qualified first or second, but it uh, didn't last long. I felt back uh, right away. Uh, but uh, I think uh, Edmonton, we. Uh, we did good in the past. We showed a good speed. Uh, also, you always depend on luck, but uh, I think we, we were good in Edmonton, and I'm glad that it's the first of the two races coming. So uh, trying to build momentum on my win today and a good result in Edmonton and keep uh, build the momentum on that. Right. And, and hey, you know what? You're going to be close in the championship uh, running here. What's it like for the, the long run and the short run game for you guys? Well, uh, you know, we... Seems like every two years we get a shot. Every two years we we struggle. So uh, now it's that year that we have a shot, and uh, we need to uh, we need to to close the deals. <laughs> I hope so. And it's always good seeing you in victory lane, and uh, we'll be seeing you in the next few months. And always fun watching you, Kev. All right, thank and you. thank you, Kevin, once again for giving us some time post race. Uh, look forward to seeing Thanks, you Kevin. and hearing from you. But of course, as you said. Uh, the big show was the uh, the IndyCar series on the Sunday. Yeah, well, which we knew was going to be a good race just from the first race of the weekend, which was the Pinty series, which we spoke about. Spoke about. We had uh, Colton Hurta starting on pole, oh, and that qualifying session was intense. Years. Uh, it was intense. Yeah. I did watch that, and it was really. They were pushing. Yes, uh, they were just hanging I around feel the track. Like I've never seen them go so fast around that track. It's been a while. Yeah. Maybe it's just because we haven't seen them there for two years. But but it was it was it was good. What was you were there on Sunday? So like, what was what was the vibe of IndyCar on Sunday? Like, 
was a real, really like, okay, you know, we're happy this is back. Well, I was back at a couple different ones pre-pandemic, and it definitely did feel that way. And um, yeah. there was probably, if not even more people that were, as we will hear eventually from Scott in the press yeah. conference, you know, there's there was more people in packed. pit road than ever. It was packed. And you could tell people were excited to see IndyCar racing back into the streets of Toronto. And especially, you know, after two years and for some drivers, maybe this track was the chance for them to be able to get back. And we eventually saw that ultimately with Scott Dixon, 23 race winless streak. And he's, in my opinion, uh, you know, one of the best IndyCar racers of all time. And we're seeing him. We kind of saw him, saw him get out of uh, a little bit of that streak, which was great to see. And not only that, which was real super special seeing him tie. Um, but that you know, we, that was, of course, the after part of it. But it, no, no doubt, though, what a great race. The, the, the atmosphere, the, the drivers ready uh, to take on this track, especially like Jimmy Johnson. It was real cool to see him take on the Mm -hmm. streets of Toronto for the first time and you know uh, we saw him in practice take all the time every lap he ran to make sure that he was able to take on the streets of Toronto which wasn't surprising obviously it was his first time there since due to the restrictions in the last couple of years the IndyCar series was unable to come up here so um, while he was getting his feet wet in IndyCar that, that he wasn't Trump the only one that was out of the question. That's that, true. There was there was some other Alex Pillow, last right? year's champ, has never been there. I don't know if Colton. I don't know if Colton had ever been there. Pato had never been there, right? And I don't think Rosenquist had ever been there. They were all good though because uh, Grosjean they were very, never been there. Grosjean was good. Was he was of, making room. They were all very precise in their early parts of the laps. The track was more of the beast to tame. You know, eventually they were able to go after each other. They go the after track strategy. They, oh, big time! Yeah, race in the, race track. the track and find out there's other guys in the way. Right, and what, <laughs> it's funny is actually what we what we were here for. Um, we're here. We're going to hear from Jimmy here in a minute, but it's interesting awesome. him here hearing him say that. Uh, it wasn't quite summer yet up here in Canada because I asked, you know, what is the heat like for us? For me, it's hot. What, you know, what's the heat like up up on these Toronto streets? And he was like, it's not very, it's it's not quite summer yet. I'm like, well, you're from Cal. I should have been like, you're from California, man. Yeah. But yeah. um, you know, it was interesting because I also asked him about the tire strategy. Who's going to start on the blacks? Who's going to start on the reds? And it was cool to see throughout the race, obviously that. Um, with the information that I was able to get from Firestone with the um, the, the tire strategy and whatnot and to see how all that stuff come to play was really cool because that, that was a mm-hmm. factor here um, at Honda Indy is, is uh, you know, if you want to use the reds or blacks, um, the primaries yeah. are sometimes the way to go and alternates. sometimes not, the alternates are the way to go and um, yeah. we saw a lot of different strategy play out eventually through the race and it was good. I was able to, as I said, well, you know, um, there's at one point even Jimmy was racing up in the the top five. Um, what I noticed about strategy. the IndyCar race, too, that I happened in the Pinty's race was the top three were all banging right in line with each other. Just racing 
racing right. hard. So he's our, um, I mean, I'm excited to hear what Jimmy has he, to say. Here's our word with Jimmy here on the for our first time talking to this old seven time. So what are your thoughts on how practice went today? Uh, so far, so good. I feel like each lap I'm making is uh, really helpful and helped me learn this track. I've never been here before. Um, first lap I made was Thursday evening in a runner car. So uh, you know, every lap counts, and I feel like I keep taking big chunks of speed out of uh, the delta to the leaders every time I'm on track. I say we've seen the speed improve in that. What do you feel is still the toughest part for you right now with going into the race? With Just the aggression that these cars require. Um, I feel like I'm being as aggressive as I've ever been in my life in a vehicle, and I still think I'm under the potential of the car. So just gaining that confidence and, and driving the car with aggression all the time. How's turn eight for you? What are some of the turns in the back half of the track that might be a little bit tricky for you? It's probably the trickiest one on, on the track. The bumps get larger as you get closer to the turn, and that's where you're putting the most load in the car and, and need the grip. And it caught me out in one of the practice sessions I spun over there. Uh, but it's... Yeah, I didn't hit too hard, so it was nice, but it's it's a really sketchy corner. Um, and for the, as for the heat, the brakes, and the tires, what are some of the plans for you guys today? I don't think we have any issues. It's uh, you know not quite summer yet, so uh, up here it's as hot as we'll see you know in a few weeks in Nashville. Uh, so from inside the car and, and components on the car, I think we're well within a safety window. All right, thank you, Jimmy. Thanks, Jimmy yep. Johnson. The WAMS alumnus on the show telling us about, uh, and as well as um, Ashley McCubbin as well. Uh, yeah. Uh, we were both able to speak with him after That's the warm-up cool. on Sunday and get an idea from a driver's aspect of what it was going to be like going into... Looking calm, cool, and collected. Yeah, going into the um, the big show. Like, you know, that, that was... Um, there was a lot, you know... We're talking. This isn't. It actually used to be a lot more laps at one point in time. Um, mm-hmm. well, the track was, was a little different too, right? Coming right. through the pit complexes. Not that it would have changed how the lap was, but I mean the track was a little different back then as well. I remember. Right, and like eighty-five laps is um, still a lot. Was that the like, distance? Yeah, 80, 85 laps for... What was the previous distances? I'm not sure, remember? but I know in the past, I watched like a vintage indie race and it was like 90. It was like 100-something laps, I think. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, so it... So they, from one... They... but they what? From, yeah, but we were able to talk with... Um, a, we were able to be around a couple of different legends in the indie car series this past weekend yeah. and... We, we we saw throughout that race how Scott Dixon was able to come through with the tire strategy perfectly in his pits, you know, being able to tame the track and to be able to what I thought was hot to be able to tame the heat and to, maybe no one else thought it was hot. I I got sunburnt crazy and I'm sure the guys did too, but to be able to tame also some of the other stuff there was lots there was a lot you know Rosenquist Rossi with that little issue. Um, you know, there was little issue, broken there, suspension. There was some stuff going on through to you know, there was things not pretty as well through the race. Scott Dixon had a lot to deal with here, and it wasn't so surprising because he there was a lot going into this for him anyway. And it was interesting because we'll hear here at the press conference, and he was asked that you know, he he was probably asked that a lot recently, and he, he said he was He's a little annoyed by that, to be honest, sometimes because he he just he was just going in for a win. 
he wasn't worried about trying to tie Mario. You know, he wasn't necessarily um, thinking about everything else. The championship stuff comes in mind because especially it's good to, as he'll say in the press conference here, it's good to have that in the bank because when he's going into a track that he's not so good at, at Iowa, it's good to have this win, especially to break that streak oh, and for the team, for that momentum for the team. And not only that, um, just again, going back to the fact from, you know, as we say, from one legend to another, you know, it for at least from our perspective and what I was able to uh, talk to the drivers about, uh, it was we we had some awesome perspective for the drivers, and no no doubt uh, with the show that Scott put on, um, clinic, like, yeah, kind of same deal. Well, again. it was few mileage, and and the, he the thing about Scott is Scott has always been known for his amazing fuel mileage. Like right. that guy just makes fuel. He'll say it was was the help from Honda, and that was probably part of it too, but. Scott is just really good at, at being able to be quick while saving and fuel. holding. And that was another thing he was asked in the press conference, which you'll hear here. Uh, that's another unique thing that he came into play. And, and he talks a little bit about what goes behind him saving uh, his stuff. But he, he had to, right. you know, hold off Colton. He had to hold off Felix. There's another lot of other guys that were coming up through the field. Um, it was yeah. cool to see uh, Graham Rahal. Uh, get a good finish up here. It was obviously disappointing to see other guys like Will Power, Roman, um, all those other guys. He, it was a, it was, it was he he came out up top. You can't deny that uh, he's one of the greats in the IndyCar series. And it was so awesome we were able to kind of go into the media center, the conference room post race, and be able to get a sense of how he felt in that moment after obviously tying. Um, the great Mario Andretti with second most wins and not only that breaking his streak and so much more here we're gonna so we're gonna sit back we're gonna listen to a bit of what Scott has to say here and uh, we'll come back with uh, some more here on the Wide World of Motorsports podcast here is Scott Dixon the winner of the 2022 Toronto Honda Indy it just it means a lot to me, and it's even been mentioned in the same conversation as, as these greats. Um, you know, I never thought it was possible. You know, so for me, it's it's a huge credit to obviously the team that I work with now, but you know, also the team that I started with, whether it was you know my mom and dad to you know my my uh, brothers and sisters, um, all my family uh, to you know the the Scottex and Motorsport Group, which you know were the, the founders of, of getting a group together to you know put forward money and. and enabled me to, to get to you know where, where, I, where I am today. So uh, as he stated, it's, it's a team effort, but uh, those words from, from Mario mean uh, everything to me. Awesome. We'll open it up for questions here in the room. Raise your hand. Also on the Zoom, please raise your hand and I'll get notified. We'll start with Steve Woodish over here. Congratulations, Scott. Thanks. Fantastic honor. A um, couple questions. Uh, earlier this week, you were here on Friday, you were in here and you said, you know, this week's been awkward for the team and uh, amidst all the, you know, kerfuffle. Um, what does it say about the team in general and, and everybody, all the people involved, that you could have results like you did this weekend? Yeah, it's not, it's not the first time. You know, I think, um, you know, it's never about the errors or anything, right? It's always about the comeback and, and how you, you know, you get yourself back to the top. And 
you know, as as uh, everybody knows, you know, it's it's never one person; it's it's a whole team, and, and uh, you know, sometimes those letdowns can be you know thrown by one person. But you know, I think the way that everybody sticks together, you know, pulls back and, and fights, um, you know, that's what makes a difference. You know, and, and that takes leadership. You know, I think what Chip does. And whether it's his, uh, sometimes, um, you know, tough pet talks or, or whatever it is, you know, he's in the business. This is the only business he's in, and all he wants to do is win. And, and uh, that's why I love being a part of this team, uh, because that filters all the way down to every single person in this team. So, yeah, it's been interesting. Not, not you know, uh, the most interesting time I've had at this team, that's for sure. You know, there's uh, many ups and downs through everybody's careers, but, uh, you know, it's just a bit of a blip and a, a bit of noise at the moment. Uh, but it definitely shows the resilience of this team, and, and even today, you know how the eight ten fought back. You know, especially the team. I haven't, you know, seen how the race played out, but tremendous job for, for them. Uh, you know, Alex and everybody to get back up. Um, you know, in, in a good point. And you've got uh, Emma and the girls here this weekend. Uh, I think that uh, having the Dixon family back together brought you a little bit extra mojo. Yeah, it's great to have the family here, you know, uh, as always, you know, it's, it's a little mixed up sometimes which races they come to, you know, I think they're, they're uh, coming to all the ones, maybe except for the last two now, which is uh, which is great. Um, I feel bad that kid's not here, uh, I'm sure he was at home yelling at the TV, he hasn't really made too many races yet, um, he's a bit of a wild man, so, you know, uh, he's, he's hard to contain in a race. Um, Hopefully he can make it to the Indy Road course, but uh, yeah, he would have been super excited and can't wait to get back home tonight to, to, to see him. Uh, but always very special, you know, to, to have Emma here and, and obviously pop into him. Awesome, thanks. We'll continue here in the room. We'll go right here to the Canadian News. Hey there, Scott. John Chibli Hill from the Canadian Press. Uh, you've joked all week that this is essentially your home track because it's in the complement. So, uh, how's it feel to win at home? It always feels good to win at home, you know, that's, that's uh, when you turn it off a little bit, you know, it's just that extra bit, but, you know, uh, honestly, I feel like I'm at home, you know, the fans are, the fans are super into it, um, you know, it's, it's just very special, I think, to, to be back here, I think sometimes it takes moments like, you know, uh, obviously what we have, we weren't here to, to really appreciate, you know, uh, what, what we have uh, as a sport and the people that love our sport, you know, so uh, definitely in the, the winner's circle today, you know, that was quite apparent. Uh, you don't always get that at some of the races, and you know uh, it's good. It's good to be back in Canada. You've won here four times. What about this course uh, appeals to you? Like, why do you have that sustained success here? Uh, I think you can see that. You know, when the cars rolled off, all of us were, were very quick. You know, so it's it's always a combination. Um, you know, but I, I particularly like it. It's, it's a circuit that you can really attack. Um, some of the circuits now, with, with some of the tires that we have, it's it's kind of uh, you know you almost have to drive at eight tenths. This one you can drive at you know twelve tenths. You know you can always you know overextend yourself and kind of find a little bit more speed, take you know risk reverse reward. And you know I love circuits like that. You know I can't stand circuits with loads of runoff and you know you kind of make a mistake and nothing happens. So you know uh, this one is very technical. It's very tricky. It's it's kind of like a bit of a ball ring. You know there's no real time to to let up. So um, again I think it's a combo with uh, the the style and the way I drive to, to help get the teams. Alright, we'll continue here in the room, we'll go to the front. Congratulations Scott, Richard Blondo from Post Media. Um, that restart, that final restart, you got a real jump on it. And did you feel at that point that you had, first of all, was the car as good as it was at any point of the day? And secondly, did you feel you really had to, you really had his number at that point, uh, barring any uh, further stoppages? 
Yeah, it was tough uh, with the restarts behind VK and Connor, um, just because the, the the turbulence that you kind of get, and, and ultimately they were on pretty old tyres as well. You know, so where they can be quick, or you know, having a little more temperature maybe in their tyres, uh, you know, it's tricky to really understand the gap and where you need to go. So you know, I kind of uh, we're struggling on restarts, especially behind those guys. Just with whatever balance issue you have, just kind of gets accentuated when you're behind somebody. So most of the day, I really struggled with a loose car. Um, the adjustments that we kind of made didn't really fix it, which which was uh, kind of. Um, I don't know, I'd say I want to go back with the team and see why that happened, but maybe we just didn't adjust enough. But uh, where I'm going with that is just behind those two, that was tricky. And, and Colton was putting a lot of pressure on. He was doing a fantastic job. Where I was struggling, he was very good, so it, it, it made uh, for a good race for him. Uh, and then ultimately, once we got clean air, I knew if we got a jump and I could fully attack without any sort of hindrance from the front, I knew we could kind of pull together. All right, thank you. We'll uh, take one more here in the room, and then we'll go to the Zoom. Tim Haraney. Thanks so much, Kate. Appreciate it. Congratulations, Scott. Thanks. If you were to go back to, let's say, 21-year-old Scott Dixon and tell him that you would be unequal with Mayor Andretti in terms of wins, what do you think that Scott Dixon would say? <sighs> Crazy. You know, I remember the day winning my first race. Um, the next day was a real struggle. I was uh, probably had a few too many drinks that night. I don't think I was even 21 at that point. So that was a shock. I've heard some stories. The bar that was that um, but yeah, it's it's. Uh, I remember even having a conversation with Michael Andretti about you know, you know getting to his number, and, and I was like, man, you're crazy. It's not going to happen. He's like, no, honestly, it's going to happen. It's going to happen really fast. And, and you know, to me, that was you know kind of the first awareness of like, wow, this you know, there's some numbers that are achievable. Um, but I think when you look at you know, even getting you know, to to the answers and, and then Mario, you know, it's 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 uh, the sport can be super tricky. You can be in one minute, you can be out the next. And, and uh, you know, I think having the consistency and the, the, the understanding with the team and, and, you know, having the common ground and trying to win, you know, it uh, becomes, you know, the, the, the light of, of it being more achievable comes. But honestly, at the age 20, man, no, I was, trust me, I had other things on my mind at that point. I was just trying to keep my job. <laughs> Do you think about chasing down EJ's title now? Yeah, probably has to be racing well into my fifties, but you know, it's uh, it's hard. You know, the competition's really tough right now. You know, uh, even the luckiness of pulling strategies and getting those kind of, you know, if you have a bad day and pull off a win from you know, weird cautions and things like that gets a lot trickier. Just because there's there's so many good teams now. You know, you, you've got a field of 25 or 27 every weekend that they're going to be thinking the same ultimate strategy. So. Um, yeah, it's tough, but, but uh, we'll, we'll keep going, man. Like, if, if we can uh, you know, get on a roll here and, and knock out some wins, I mean, anything's possible, but yeah, AJ's pretty safe. Thanks again, Scott. Appreciate it. Congratulations. Thanks, man. Thanks, Tim. All right, we'll go to the Zoom, and it wouldn't be a Scott Dixon press conference if we didn't go all the way to New Zealand to our friend, David Turner. David, go ahead. Uh, it makes it sound like I'm miles and miles away, Kate. <laughs> Technology is amazing. Um, Question I've got for you, Witten, uh, that period of the race where Daly and VK were in front of you and there was a, a lap or so there where you gave Daly a bit of a hard time, what says to Scott Dixon, risk versus reward, knowing that they were on a different strategy? Yeah, it's always hard because you're not sure exactly how much fuel they've been saving. So you, you don't know how far they can go. And I knew today with, with you know Honda and, and you know what we were we were able to achieve on the fuel mileage, you know, even the longest stints were, were very easy for us. We could you know we could really extend 
Um, you know, I trust Connor. I know if I made a dive, he would have been you know super respectful. Um, you know, so that 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 was that was definitely not uh, an issue. You know, it's, it's tough, right? When you're trying to pass a car that's on a totally different strategy, but then also you know use the mirrors a little bit to, to try and understand where your real threat is coming from. And, and um, you know, I think Colton and, and his team did the right thing. You know, they went flat out. They didn't worry. There was a pretty big number that we had to get, and my team was like, "Hey, you got to get this number. You got to get this number for the first two or three laps." And he just kept attacking, kept on overtaking. And uh, I knew at some point he had to give up because you know he wasn't going to make it. I knew we could get some big numbers if we needed to, and he's good at it as well. But um, yeah, it was nice to see those uh, cards peel off in front so we get some clear air. But uh, I was actually surprised VK put it when he did. I thought he might just try and keep going. Yeah, it seemed, seemed that he would have pitted and then he stayed out, so I was just quite interested to get your take on it. And then just secondly, before I let you go to the others, um, that period at the end of the race with the, the bag on the, the track, did it just get in your eye line and, and then mistakenly go over the top of it? It was weird. I saw it at the apex of three and I was like, ah, where do I go here? Because I didn't want it to go into the, you know, into the duct. Um, and then I was like, well, I'll go wide and go around it. And then I was, as I was approaching the corner, I'm like, well, oh, you know, there's probably a lot of marbles out there. I probably don't want to do that either. So then when I turned, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm running straight into it. And sure enough, and I don't know what it was, but it was super sticky. Obviously, the tires are sticky at that time too, but it, it stuck, man. And that thing was just flapping. And then when I turned left into turn uh, five, it didn't want to turn. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, thank God this is <laughs> the last lap. Um, and then by the time I kind of got the exit of six, it kind of found its way off the car. But I think there was a little bit still, you know, tripping around on it. But yeah, I don't know what that was. And, and had it happened a few laps earlier, that could have been uh, a bit of a game changer. Oh, well, congratulations on today. And Kate, thanks very much for everything. We might be a long way away down here, but Kiwi's uh, making some lesions and we've got one in the ring with you right now. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thanks, David, as always, for joining us. We'll take a couple more from the Zoom since we're there. We'll go to Bruce Martin from Forbes. Hey Scott, uh, congratulations. Are you more relieved to finally get the win number 52 in Ty Mario? Because you've been chasing that for a while. Or are you more relieved to get your first victory since May 1st, 2021? Uh, probably more relieved to just get a win. Um, you know, because there's definitely people that just keep talking about it, uh, which gets a bit frustrating. You know, it's not it's not like anything changes. You know, we're, we're still you know the same process and trying just as hard, but. Um, you know, again, I think in this sport you always think about the close misses that you had, you know, more than, than the actual victories itself, which can be a bit, uh, a bit sad in some ways. But, um, you know, uh, I'm happy for myself and my family, but, you know, really happy for, for the team. You know, uh, they deserve it. They, uh, they've done a tremendous job this year. And, um, yeah, you know, we, we, we got the win, so that's all that matters at this point, I guess. And you are probably the best driver in IndyCar history when it comes to saving fuel. I know you're not going to give up your secret, but what is it about your knack to be able to go fast and save fuel at the same time? Because it probably is a, a secret art. Uh, I think days like today, just with how the balance of the car was, being super loose, you know, it enables you to just carry so much speed at apex. And, you know, rolling that speed is where a lot of it comes from. Um, you know, that's where actually the trickier part for me during today was, was the, the push laps because you know you really start to, to aggravate you know the end that's not really liking it and, and the rear tires just start to burn off pretty quickly. So um, today fuel saving for me was was uh, definitely very uh, well I shouldn't say very easy but, but um, 
much easier than normal just because of the balance of the cards. So there, there's a lot of things that go into you know uh, how you achieve it, and, and unfortunately, um, you have a lot of teammates during that, that period of time, and a lot of people get very good at it. You know, so it's uh, it's it's not the big difference that we used to have. Well, congratulations, appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks, Bruce. Next, we'll go to Jack Bennion from the race. Thanks, Tom. We heard you. Um, we heard you say after the race that I think you said we needed this uh, as you were kind of walking away from from Victory Lane. There, and just wondered how important this win was in the context of you've had some personnel moving around and you've talked about some some specific issues that you've had at various kind of races this year. Despite you know having re relatively good results across the season, you know how important was the win in, in all of that context? Yeah, it's been, it's been a bit of a blind year. Um, you know, we we've had loads of top top fives, but you know. The, they, they're not going to win your championship. Um, and we're in the business of winning, right? So, you know, I think that's that's where it gets frustrating. You see the close misses, and, you know, Andy's a good example. You know, uh, Andy's a good example for, for, you know, several years that, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a team effort. I made a, you know, a big mistake this year, and, and you know, uh, definitely frustrating. And I think that's when it kind of, you know, you, you start to hit a bit of a, a bottom out, you know, and, and understanding it's weird the sport, you know, when you're on a roll and you just think it happens and it's easy and, you know, stuff like that and, and you maybe don't really respect it as much, but, uh, you know, the, the low points and, and, you know, I've had these periods in, in my career, you know, 04 and 05, you know, just where you're like, wow, you know, it's, it's uh, you got to be really respectful of the sport and, and when it comes, you got to, you know, you got to be extremely happy about it. So, yeah, I, I don't know, it's never, it's never one thing, man, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's attention to detail on everything, it's hundreds of small details. Um, but that's where this team, as we've seen, you know, winning the last year's championship with Alex to, you know, winning the Indy 500 this year with Marcus, you know, they're, they're, a, they're a tough group and a, and a group that works extremely hard and, and uh, just very lucky to be a part of this team. You said it was a blow year, but you, I guess you've only had one race outside of the top 10 of the season, which is still really impressive when you, when you look at it. Does that give you a lot of confidence going into the second half of the season, now that you've kind of backed this win, that you're on to, um, you know, like a... I guess you're on a better trajectory at the moment. Yeah, I think it's you know it's periods where you see like you know if you you obviously do deep dives into a lot of things. Detroit could have been a lot different, you know. We're um, in America as well, and uh, in Mid Ohio, you know, it's just it's 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 the same for everybody, right? You, you know, that's what drives everyone. It's just you know how crazy the competition is, and that's what I love. Um, but it makes it damn hard to, to win. But that's how it should be. So yeah, it's it's uh, it's always interesting this process, and, and I think that's what uh, you know IndyCar is just so competitive across the field. You know, teams drive driver combos. You know, it's it's, uh, it's really tough. But um, yeah, I don't know. You just got to keep your head down. I think you know, and, and uh, obviously you know, if you keep knocking on that door, uh, eventually it opens. You know, I was hoping that it was going to open at, at Indy this year, but uh, <laughs> it just wasn't the case. Thanks, Carl. Thanks, Ken. Thanks, Jack. We'll take one more from the Zoom and then we'll finish up here in the room. Uh, we'll go to Ben Dobson. Thanks, Ken. Hey, Scott. Congratulations. Um, how much momentum does today's win give you on, let's say, like the, the kind of long list of races that we've got coming up with the doubleheader in Iowa, Indy, and then, of course, Nashville? Uh, hopefully lots, you know, but again, you know, you're only as good as your last race and, and next week we go into a double header, you know, so it's it's a track that you know, I, if we look at it, it's a track I wouldn't say we're particularly great at. Last year we had some good results for the second and the fifth, last time we were there. Um, 
you know, so we, we had a decent test there. I felt like we made some good gains. Uh, we wanted to actually go back, but we're, we were unable to, to just with uh, because of tire supply. Um, yeah, so it's, it's going to be a big points weekend. I think the stretch, you know, the stretch that we're in, uh, you know, five races in four weeks is, is going to, you know, put a pretty good pressing note, I think, on how the championship's going to flow. So, I don't know, man. I don't want to predict anything in the sport. It's, it's too tough to do that. Um, you know, all I know is that we'll be trying as hard as we possibly can. Thanks, everyone. Congratulations, man. And then, speak to you soon. Cheers. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Thanks Bob. Man. All right, we'll come back here to the room and we'll go to Nathan Brown from the Indianapolis Star. Scott, first off, congratulations on your win today. Thanks. Um, you mentioned earlier Chip's leadership that held, uh, did a lot to hold this team together through, I think you phrased it as some awkwardness uh, when we talked to you on Friday. Does that come through in specific like face-to-face -face meetings? Is it just kind of an understanding of what Chip expects in this organization? How, how did you see uh, your team get through this from, from you guys arrived here Thursday and Friday to finish it first, fifth, and sixth today. Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, sometimes it makes you just put your head down a little bit more and work a bit harder, too, you know. Um, not that, you know, we, we don't always, but maybe it, it, when when reactions like that happen, I think it, it uh, you know, enables a lot of people to get a better focus. So, you know, I think uh, Chip was extremely calm this week. Um, you know, and, and I think that's that's real leadership. You know, I think uh, somebody's kind of throwing their toys out of the cot and kind of running around. You know, that's that's going to be a different reaction for everybody to see. But um, you know, he's very calm, and, and you know, I think just the the pep talk that he gave everybody before the race. You know, is his typical speech of doing the obvious things right, and, and, and you know, looking after your teammates, and you know, uh, bringing up uh, you know the, the trickiness of say the pit lane that we have here. Um, but that everybody in our team had a chance to win today. You know, um, there's a strategy for everybody to win, and um, you know, it's uh, it just you know, it was really nice. It's nine car. It's good for him. It's good for the nine car on the championship. Uh, but then again, you know, the rest of the team did a hell of a job to to, to rebound from you know pretty crazy starting position, especially on the ten side, uh, to, to keep pushing. So um, yeah, you know, I think it was a, it was a great calmness and a sternness that he had this weekend. That um, you know. Kind of clears out the noise that's out there. Alright, we'll go down here to the young man on the front. Well, Scott, congratulations on the, uh, the win. Thank you. Uh, something that, you know, I always uh, look at yourself as is, you know, you've been in, you know, in the sport for a good long time, and you've had a lot of, I, I don't know if I can call them dreams, but you've had a lot of uh, ambitions that, and you know, and dreams that you know you've achieved now after being in the sport for such a long time, and now a lot of active drivers, but especially you know people from my generation, now are looking up to you and looking at what you have accomplished. So, what you know, what what kind of message would you like to say to my generation um, for people like me that want to get into racing, that you know have these ambitions, but they just I, I guess they don't have that you know that push. To, you know, really go and chase it. What, what message would you have for a lot of that youth? Yeah, thanks for, for your kind words. Um, I don't know. You've got to have that drive. You know, I think that's that's a big part of it. You know, you've got to have a, uh, a relentlessness. I think to you know your work ethic, um, deep dive. You know, there's. I think the biggest thing is probably always ask questions. Always ask how you can do things better. Um, 
this, you know, and, and especially in, once you get to the level that it is now, there's so many smart people in the room that can, that can guide you. Uh, the worst thing I think you can ever think is that you know everything. Um, it's probably the, the best advice I could get. Even, even being in IndyCar racing for you know 20 plus years, I'm learning every day, man, and, and it doesn't stop. It's, it's continuous. So it's hard work. I guess that's the biggest thing. You got to be committed, and you got to be committed for everybody that's involved. But uh, you got to get after it. Great. All right, we'll uh, finish up with Chris Harding. Scott, uh, the last race here in 2019, from what you can remember from that weekend, how did the crowd and the extracurricular stuff outside the race and everything with the promotion and everything like that, what did this year all that remind you of, of 2019? Was it as big? Was the crowd down for 2019? What, do you, what are your thoughts on everything surrounding the race? Yeah, I think even from Friday, it looked like they needed more grand sense, man. You know, especially in pit road, you know everything was full. Um, you know, on a Friday, which is which is crazy. So, um, you know, I think it's, it's uh, it just shows um, the the love for our sport in Canada. You know, and it shows that we probably should be racing in more venues here. You know, I miss the days of racing there. You know, three times a year, whether it's Edmonton or Vancouver or you know Toronto. But um, you know, I think there's there's uh, there's a lot of potential here. Uh, there's a lot of fans for our sport. They're very knowledgeable. You know, they know all the drivers. You know, they're wearing all the team kit. You know, it's it's cool to see. And um, you know, I think I think we should race here more. I guess it's probably the easiest. The uh, manufacturer sponsored races, Chevy, Honda. Chevy's won all except for this one. What does it mean? Do you, what do you think it means to Honda to have a Honda engine car win their race? It's everything. That's. It's, it's cool to win a home race. You know, I think uh, what Honda do one for the sport, you know, whether it's you know, tournament of, of these you know, races, but you know, obviously we're a, we're a Honda team. You know, we were Honda thick all the way through uh, with, you know, with all our programs. You know, they're, they're a tremendous partner um, you know, for me, so it gives me huge pride to, to you know, win at a race like this, a big win for me you know, with the numbers, but to, to win at a, a Honda race, home track of, you know, Toronto Commonwealth, um, but you know I think it's it's very important I think to, to have the support that we do from our manufacturers. So, uh, yeah, and of course without them we wouldn't be able to. All right, we'll leave it there. Thank you everyone for a wonderful return. And we're back here, Wide World Motorsports Podcast with Scott Dixon in post race press conference and being yeah. able to hear the legend. Um. With second all-time IndyCar wins, tied with Barry Andretti, and hearing him talk a little bit about um, with with uh, with with having fifty-two wins, tying, getting that yeah. much, and then tying a, a great, and then also it was cool with Mario wasn't able to, um, as the host of the press conference said, Mario wasn't able to do a direct feed, but he did tweet, and uh, the tweet we read out to Scott in the moment, which is so cool. And that reaction. Yeah, absolutely. And and hearing that and um and seeing and and that that was cool because, you know, a bit of that's history and we got to witness that well, and fans got to witness that in the streets of Toronto. Well and and you would think that or you would like to think that at the at the beginning of Scott's career he didn't he didn't start racing to to you know, beat records, right? I, 
maybe that comes into mind, but I don't think that's your ultimate goal. Your ultimate goal is you want to go out and compete and win races. And, you know, Scott would probably say, all I did was race, like just show up right. and race. And, um, you know, he's, you can hear in the, the conference, he's very humble about, about what he's achieved. And, um, you know, he said some really, really uplifting things to, for Canadian motorsports, you know, we've got some news this this today of the day of recording possibility. We don't know. We're waiting for some more information that that IMSA. We don't know rumors that IMSA's good. Well, IMSA's joining NASCAR. We don't know what that means for IMSA at CTMP. So to have him talk so strong about Canada and uh, having motorsport back to yeah, and he wanted more events um, at at this weekend or I don't know if he necessarily meant outside because that's that would be hard but maybe for sure this weekend and and yeah you or know maybe that, he just meant more races in, in Canada races. in Canada as well he yeah they used to go to Vancouver yeah and he mentioned that you know he wanted he wants them to see go to other places too because the fan you know he really digs how the fans come out and you know, he kind of also relates to being Canadian, his connection, and I, I feel this connection too with other Commonwealth countries as well. So I, I That's totally cool. understood when he said it that he, he kind of feels like he's Canadian when he comes here. He, he feels welcome, and that's kind of right. for as people who are not listening in Canada. This that's for who, that's kind of what we that's our mo, you know. So yeah. Yeah. that's good to hear that from him and him say also make the connection that he's comfortable and he feels at home but also that there should be more racing there and i think that kind of speaks a lot of volumes coming from one of the greats of indycar you know and and especially as you said with the you know a lot of there's been a lot of questions during the last couple years of how racing is going to play out north of the border and uh you know and and that's that that goes a long way and um not only that hearing him talk about in retrospect about uh, how he you know what young scott would say to the older scott and um you know it's really cool to hear him kind of look back as well in in that moment too on his career and in such a unique moment because he as he said too he wasn't really focused on so much of the record thing he was kind of just he needed to win he needed to win <laughs> like yeah and he got that he snapped that winless streak we saw a great show the fans of the toronto got their money worth people saw a great show and um you know hope you know, obviously, we uh, we hope to see IndyCar come back, uh, of course, to of the streets of Toronto, and um, hopefully, you know, not that it, we're saying that's in limbo or anything like that, but if if yeah, there's, there's obviously support behind it. The 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 promoters said that they saw the most people ever. There's a crazy yeah. amount of money that's like great. donated, for, like uh, for uh, that was brought up. There, there was tons of celebs there, lots of eyes on it. It was a good show. And um, yeah, right. and then it was crazy. You know, the next thing you know, they they all the one a.m., five a.m. the next morning. It's it's a all street gone. again. It's a parking lot again. That's yeah. it. Back to twenty twenty three. Hopefully, well, well, yeah, it's like that's intense. Top Gear, we're throwing away <laughs> tonight on Top Gear. <laughs> uh, we get shut down by BBC. Uh, no, uh, but yeah, so we're at show. yeah. Uh, we're we're gonna have uh, more, of course, in the local areas, in the Canadian motorsports community, and of course, uh, all around the wide yeah. world motorsports, on the show coming up uh, in the weeks to come. We're 
we're on some places. You can hear us. We're on a couple places. We, I know some people. We're on the airwaves. <laughs> we're on the the waves in the air. Of, people uh, know me. <laughs> people, people know, know me. C- CKMS one o three. CKMS one o two point seven radio Waterloo. I am sorry. One o seven point. We're gonna redo this one quick. Just I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I got it. Quick, quick, quick. Uh, CKMS 102.7 Radio Waterloo, CFMH 107.3 Local FM every Saturday at 1 o'clock and Performance Motorsports Network. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Wide World of Motorsports. Yes, the reels. Wallace's awesome reels. Thank you. I'm trying. It's just something we're doing and it's just a different way to show the stuff that I love and you love. So. We're trying to hit it from all in different images and audio and and, and video. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then you um, hear our dumb thoughts about it. Yeah, and you know we we <laughs> all free. of our stuff uh, also to up on our website as you said, Wide World of Mor- the Wide World of More Sports Podcast no, on as well as our esports team stuff. We have a lot of fun on iRacing. And mm-hmm. we're always open to people running with us. We we have a cool league that we run with with some buds of ours, real cool guys. Uh, Mayhem Racing League. We're we're all over other stuff too, with the official events and the endurance races. So, yep. I'd love to. Yeah, we we stream it on the YouTube, the Wide World of Motorsports as well, and of course the video versions of our past and future episodes of the podcast. So, uh, check out our YouTube's as well. Can't forget the YouTube's Wait. walls. Come yeah, that's oh, true. I always forget about the YouTube. YouTubes. All right. Uh, hey, you know what, Wallace? Uh, solid episode, and um, you know we're it's it's. I think it's looking uh, about that time that we wrap it up. Sounds good. See you around the bend, folks. Adios.